to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Sweta and I'm joined today by my co-host, Steve. We are vegan and volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the TVA, heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. If you don't know, the TVA's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. So, Steve, guess where I just came from? Well, go ahead. I came from Wuxley. Wuxley? Oh. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the folks that make the, the winter jackets. Um, and they had a, kind of an open house type of thing oh, for yeah. TVA members. Yeah. Um, it was open to some other groups as well. And it was really nice. They're, they're, um, they had all their jackets out and they had a lot of good sales on as well. And they had nice uh, food for us. They had the, um, the Stokes cheese oh. and they had the Christmas sausages. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Good. And there was no pressure to buy. There was no pressure to buy. They did tell yeah. us they had some really good deals on. They had yeah. um, $100 off certain jackets and $75 off of other jackets. And they were, the folks were really nice. They just took us on a tour of the, the facility and they had a lot of different options there. If you happen to go to the store, so just note that it's around the back. So it's on Queen Street. It's at Queen Crawford. So you have to enter, but you have to enter the back lane from Crawford to get to the back door. Yes. So you go. There's a okay. fresh there on that's, the corner. You go around the fresh. That's the kind of behind. detail. That's the kind of detail a lot of people miss. You you take the laneway from Crawford, one north, just north of Queen. Yes. Yes. To get to the back door. Yes. I actually went into the the front, and it's a it's just a different store. It's a consignment store, yeah. and um and she said yes, it's, it's they're on the second floor. That's where Wuxley is. And she told me that you have to go around the back. And, um, you know, I thought to myself, oh, that really should have been written on the poster. And then, of course, I went and looked back at the poster, and it was very clearly written there. I just (laughs) read it. (laughs) So, yes, go around the back. Uh, But very nice people. They should be on one of our podcasts coming up soon. Keep up, and we'll let you know the details. So how about you, Steve? Anything you've been up to? Uh, I was at a vegan meetup last night. Uh, nothing specific there. We met a lot of interesting people. There were uh, a lot of people starting out there and people who have been vegan for a number of years, and that's often a subject of conversation at these meetups. Uh, uh, there are probably 50 to 60 people there. That's, that's and, a lot. Uh, I did not. It's a fairly small setting, too. It was at Parka, which is a queen uh, just west of Spadina. Okay. Uh, what kind of food does Parka have? I haven't been there yet. Steve's taking a moment to think. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with the right word for it, whether it's street food or comfort food, but it's uh, assortment of burgers and fries and things like that. Oh, okay. Uh, most of them seem to be easy to handle for takeout. Uh, they're also licensed uh, beer and cider and... Uh, uh, what else do they have? Uh, a, a few little unique things. Uh, one of their burgers is actually a, <laughs> a fried potato patty inside a burger, and, and 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 they encourage you to get an order of fries on the side when you get it. Well, potatoes are yummy. <laughs> so yeah. put them in everywhere. But, but potatoes with potatoes, yes. 
Uh, so is there any reason that uh, you go to these meetups? Any particular reason rather than just socializing? Well, socializing, but socializing is also encouraging people that are closer to starting out, and uh, they need that uh, often. Uh, while they're starting out, they're keen, but they're also getting... Uh, accosted by friends and relatives saying you're not going to survive and so on and uh, I give them a certain amount of response for that because of the number of years that I've been at it and uh, I'm aging and still pretty healthy so that that all comes through in the conversation. You're aging healthy and adventurous. You go out west every summer, right? Yeah. Any interesting stories from your, your summer out west? Yeah, I... Uh, I first went to Kelowna to visit my daughter and grandchildren, which is not particularly interesting for this podcast, but it was for me personally. And then I went to Edmonton, where I lived in the early 90s, and uh, stayed with friends, and uh, went to a number of eateries around the, around town. So when in Edmonton, I uh, go to a number of vegan eateries and uh, places where I can get a good vegan meal. Uh, uh, first of all, usually when, uh, and I, this is an annual visit to Edmonton. I have a lot of friends there, and uh, I like to spend a couple of weeks touching base with most of them, and that means eating out with various friends, and sometimes by myself if I have uh, nobody to eat with that evening. Uh, one place I go is Nuriani's in, uh, in Strathcona. It's a, it has a vegan buffet, all you can eat for $15 on Tuesday evenings. Ah, uh, we need more all you can eat places here. <laughs> yes, this is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, it's Indian food, although the family that runs it uh, were in South Africa for a number of generations after leaving India before coming to Canada. So, uh Indian food with a South Africa twist, and uh, I enjoy it. I, it's a nice place to meet a number of friends where I just announce that I'm going to be there on that evening and see who else shows up, and uh, uh, a lot of my friends in Edmonton don't eat out as often as I do, and that's probably true in Toronto too, uh, but uh, getting to a buffet like that, uh, and, and it's definitely affordable. Uh, another uh, standby in Edmonton is Padmanadis. Uh This is uh, north of the downtown in the Chinatown area. It's a uh, Indonesian vegan restaurant, Indonesian Buddhist. And uh, I don't, I don't think I know what Indonesian cuisine is. Okay, and interestingly enough, they don't have any tempeh, and tempeh is Indonesian cuisine. Oh. But. Uh, but they do have a lot of other Indonesian dishes, and uh, it's sort of the uh, the standby vegan restaurant in Edmonton. Uh, the locals, uh, the, the local veg community, all supports it very strongly, and it's it's been there for a number of years. Uh, I don't know how many. I think probably ten to fifteen. Uh, while in that part of town, there's a Vietnamese vegan restaurant called Veggie Garden that's uh, been there for a number of years. It's in a rough part of town, and they uh, 
they keep the front door locked and they let people in one at a time when you sh when you show up you tap on and they let you in why uh They've had some difficulties with some of the street people there. Oh, okay. uh, it's in a rough part of town. Uh, a lot of homeless people hang out around there, and they encourage the like they they're nice to the homeless people. They just don't want them coming into the restaurant and disturbing their uh, patrons. So uh, they have a bit of a difficult time, especially since uh, uh, they're not from this culture. Uh, the, the people running it definitely are Vietnamese and uh, mm. have some of the language issues, but. Uh, uh, they, they have a difficult time with this, but uh, they have signs all over the restaurant uh, talking about the virtues of uh, a vegan diet and so on, and uh, very strongly, like, the, the, the vegan the veganism is a very important part of the running of that restaurant, and uh, it's very affordable and very good food. Uh, I'm somewhat partial to Vietnamese food. Uh, there's another Vietnamese restaurant that is vegetarian and 80 to 90% vegan, although a lot of their dishes, well, as is common amongst uh, Vietnamese restaurants, uh, a lot of their dishes are, uh, are soup-based. They have a soup and something else to eat with it sometimes, uh, called An Chai, and I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it's... Uh, also on the north side of the river. Edmonton is a strange city and then it's divided by a river right down the middle. So there are two downtowns, one, one on the north side and one on the south side. I think Saskatoon is like that as well. Uh, yeah. The river running uh, the Sas yeah. Saskatoon, it's the South Saskatchewan River and Edmonton, it's the North Saskatchewan River. <laughs> the, the two Saskatchewan rivers join a little further downstream past Saskatoon, yeah. So there's your geography lesson? Yes. <laughs> uh, the ways the river flows are something that interests me as a cyclist. Because uh, they, they, they all flow downhill, so you pick your direction as a cyclist. <laughs> uh, Cafe Mosaics has been around Edmonton for a long time. It is vegetarian, and they've always had some very interesting vegan dishes that are inventive. They seem to dream up their own combinations and stuff, so the, the flavors are always unique and interesting. But they seem to have more of them every summer when I go there. They seem to be moving in that direction. Uh, the people who run Cafe Mosaics have, often, has also, have also opened a restaurant called the Moth Cafe. That, uh, that name does not... It doesn't it. inspire much, does it? It's, no. I went there in spite of the name because it was highly recommended by people I know in Edmonton. And uh, they said they chose the Moth because it's a tough part of town that's being... People are trying to bring back to life, sort of, and they're talking about the, the moth being attracted by light and uh, mm -hmm. somehow they've made that the reason for the name moth. Mm -hmm. uh, the food there is quite good. It is definitely vegan and it's uh, at the uh, east end of the, of the Jasper Avenue downtown, which is the north side downtown. For many years... Uh, Jasper Avenue is the business area of the city, and it used to shut down at 6 o'clock, and after that it became Crack Central. Okay. Uh, so, so this is what they're trying to renovate into something that's more lively, and people will actually go there and sit there. And uh, uh, The restaurant is good. I, I have no, pro no problems with the food there, uh, and I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I also went to uh, a vegan pizza place called Dai Pai, 
uh, they're, they're saying, die as in I would die death? for this pie. Okay. Oh, yes. okay. That that, that's sense. what it's a play on. Okay. Uh, yeah, picking names, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a forte of mine, but, uh, but I'm always amused by some of these names people pick. Uh, they make a very inter interesting vegan pizza, or a number of them, and uh, and they also have uh, things like spaghetti on their menu. You know what was vegan pizza I really like here? Yes. Um, I was very surprised. Whole Foods. They oh, have okay. they have 16-inch vegan pizzas. That yeah. is huge. Yeah. And it's two for 20. And they always have specials, um, meaning special toppings. So they had, the last time I was there, they had, I think it was like a taco-type theme, so they had... Um, I think it was ground seitan, so it was supposed to be like a, a beef type of thing. And um, that was one of their specialty pizzas, and that was 15, so they always have like a, a vegan and a non-vegan, so like a meat one, uh, specialty pizzas. And then they have the, the vegan pizza that you can get whatever you want on, and those are the two for 20, which is an amazing deal, and it's hand-tossed crust. It tastes so good. And these are so how good. big did you say? 16 inch. So two 16 inch pizzas, that's a lot for one person. Well, <laughs> you could <laughs> store it away, or you can share it with friends. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not gonna argue when food is too big. And, and I'm a big eater, but I, <laughs> I would still find that to be a challenge. Yeah. 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 Also in Edmonton, since I left, I heard of another place open called the Green Mustache, and it was, it's a branch of a. Uh, I think they have a chain of restaurants uh, in the lower mainland of BC, uh, centered in, in Vancouver. But uh, I've heard good reports on that too. So Edmonton is really blossoming as a place for uh, vegan eateries. I'm surprised. I'm surprised there's so many places and so many places that you're you're recommending. So it's yeah. not just that they have it; they actually have quality there. So for anyone that's traveling out west, yeah. and most of these places are. Uh, totally vegan. They're not just places with vegan options. Yeah. Uh, Niriani's is a little different. They, they uh, besides having, going back to that one, besides having the uh, all-you-can-eat uh, vegan buffet, they have a vegetarian buffet on Wednesday nights, which is like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, they have an honor buffet at a higher price or another evening. So they're, they're not a vegan restaurant by any means, but Okay. But uh, their vegan buffet on Tuesday nights is very popular with the local vegan community. And by going on that night, you meet some of the local vegans. So if you talk to people at restaurants, which <laughs> I guess I'm more inclined to do than most people. <laughs> um, for anyone that is looking for a buffet, we do have one that's a little outside of Toronto. There's Blossom Vegetarian. It's oh, a, yeah. uh, an East Asian buffet. I'm trying to remember exactly where it is, but it's, I believe it's in Richmond Hill. Oh. Uh, but it's just, I think, on the border area. And then, speaking of Vietnamese, have you been to Buddha Jai? It's pronounced, or it's uh, spelled C-H-A-Y. It's it's a little north of here. It's okay. uh, it's at Jane and Lawrence. Oh, no, I haven't. Certainly <laughs> uh, that place, I would highly recommend it. There was uh. nothing that I didn't like of the things that I had. Uh, very good prices, very good food. Like, I felt like the flavors were somehow complex. I was very happy with the food. I think that it was worth the trip up there. Good. Is it a big or small place? Or? Um, it's, uh, it's medium size. Um, and they, they have, a, I think it's like four cars worth of parking. So if you have a car and you're oh. going up there. So it's, it's accessible by both, by TTC and then by car as well. And I think if I'm remembering where the highways are correctly, that's right off the highway.
We've both been vegan for a long time, and uh, we were vegetarian before that, and it feels like right now there are so many options when it comes to all of the, the milks and the cheeses and the, the full meats. Um, do you want to take us back to when you first became veg or vegan and tell us about the things that were available then? Yeah, uh, in the 1960s uh, I was interested in full meats uh, much more than I am now. I don't eat much of that stuff now, but uh, at that point I was transitioning and looking for options that gave me the things I was not eating by not eating meat. So I was uh, I was interested in uh, some of the faux meats because nutritionally they uh, tried to mimic meat to a certain degree. And at that time, what was available were in cans, uh, usually, in a, usually in a fluid in a can, and they were sometimes shipped from Britain and sometimes from the United States. Occasionally from somewhere else, but usually most of, uh, one of those two places. So like how you get beans in a can, there was meat in a can? <laughs> there were e veggie wieners, came in okay. uh, a bunch of them in a can. Yeah, you open the can and they all could pop out. Okay. Uh, and uh, there were burgers sometimes. Uh, obviously the size was limited to the size of the can. Uh uh, I've seen I've seen wieners in a can, not veg ones, but like yeah, meat yeah, ones. But yeah. I've never seen burgers come out of a can. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so appetizing. And uh, they were kind of interesting because they were the only thing we could get with that type of texture and uh, to, to some extent some flavors that uh, they did their best with the flavors. Uh, now that was the 1960s. Uh, I don't know when things like frozen foods came on the market. I, I, I'm trying. I can't put a date to that one. I'm not sure. It was somewhere, uh, definitely by the '80s. But uh, uh, so that was a big improvement when then you could start getting frozen foods. And uh, as a matter of fact, in between there was a time when if you went across the border to Buffalo, you could buy some frozen things and bring them home, but they weren't available in Canada yet at that point. Also, in the 60s, uh, the, the health food industry wasn't very well developed, and uh, the best place to get these kinds of things, the most reliable, were a couple of muscle-building shops on Young Street. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were there selling all their uh, weights and equipment of that sort, and in one corner there was a little thing for vegetarian foods, and, and all these canned goods were there. That is not a place that I would think to look. That's actually, I feel like, the last place because it, it seems like that's the group that would think that, no, vegetarians can't build muscle. No. And so that's, that's no, in, in that era, there were certainly people who believed that vegetarian diet very much was part of that package. So uh, that, that goes back a long ways, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also helped overcome that very myth you're just quoting. Yeah. Because, because people would see that and think, oh, there's a connection? You know, and it, it would get people thinking about that. And that helps people get more confidence in the, in the uh, veg and vegan diets. Yeah. So, so it was a good thing. But, uh, but there was nothing else available for a while. And then gradually health food stores started opening, selling these things. Was there tofu? Like, could you just buy You could buy tofu if you went okay. to Chinatown, yeah. Okay, but nowhere else? Uh, not initially. No, by the late 60s, early 70s, uh, yeah, there were health food stores. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I ran one uh, during the early 70s. Oh, I did so, not know that. Yeah, so uh, uh, 
but uh, it, it was a different era to run something like that too, because there were, a lot of the products we're familiar with these days weren't available available then. So I'll tell you about my experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was, I was vegetarian at the time, and this was back, I think, in like 2002, 2004, something like that. And uh, I have no idea why, but my mother decided that she was going to buy some veggie dogs. Yeah. And um, I didn't really even know that that existed. I remember that there was someone in my school who, like me, was vegetarian, and I saw her eating a hot dog once, and I thought to myself, what? This girl's not vegetarian um, yeah. so I didn't even know that this existed but I guess my mom saw it and she's like let's bring this home so my mother was vegetarian but uh, my father was not and none of my siblings were uh, and we ate it and oh my goodness it was not good it was it was like the kinds of things that people say like it tastes like cardboard it tastes like I feel like I want to say it tasted like an eraser <laughs> um, that was my experience. I feel like my family very much agreed with that experience oh. because we all had a taste. And um, but that same company, that same company has very good products right now. So they have improved a lot, a lot. Uh, but I think I've given it such a the old product such a bad review that I'm just not going to say the name of the, of the company. <laughs> um, but I also remember right after I went vegan. Um, again, I'm not sure why, but my mother decided that she was going to buy me tofurkey because that was a, a thing that, that vegans ate. Um, and, uh, and I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't know if it wasn't, like, I didn't really season it with anything because I, that's not something that I knew how to cook because we didn't, we didn't cook meat in the house so much. Like, we ate eat meat in the house, or my siblings ate meat in the house, but it was, it was all, you know, like pizzas and, and things that you order in. Um, so I didn't know how to deal with this this product, so I just kind of stuck it in the oven and cooked it and ate it, and I did not care for the taste. Um, but now, now I think tofurkey the roast is is very good. So they've definitely improved on that. I don't know what they've done, but the the flavor has changed to the positive, definitely. Yeah. I've never ventured in that direction to check it out in recent years. I, I've just moved away from that. Where well, I used to eat a fair bit of uh, things of that sort, but. Uh, Recent years, I, I haven't, so I really yes. can't comment on that one. Yeah. Um, I know that you've uh, you've said that before, that, yeah. that you prefer the, your burgers to be made of beans and lentils and vegetables. And, and to look it, yeah. Yes. Um, so actually, uh, there is something that I was looking at. It's, uh, a wa it's a ham made from watermelon, and I'm actually just going to pull it up so you're going to hear me clicking around. That's what it looks like. So you can Google this. It's just a, It doesn't look like a watermelon. It's a watermelon ham, yeah. And um, I'm not even sure who's doing this. It's somewhere in the States. Uh, and um, I remember I, I saw a video about it, and the man that ate it said that it tastes like a ham, but all of a sudden there's a little bit of sweetness of a watermelon, and it just... <laughs> It, it was very good. He was very happy with what he ate. It wasn't quite a ham, but it was, he was very happy with what he ate. Um, and I know that they're doing, uh, they're doing fish with, uh, with watermelon as well. That I haven't tried to make any of these things, but it's, it's something that draws my interest or piques my interest. Uh, 
Yeah, watermelon and seaweed mixed? <laughs> no, it's just, I think you you treat the watermelon in some way. I think maybe you stick it in the oven for a little, yeah. little bit of time with some seasoning. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that there's, I feel like there isn't seaweed involved with it, but I should really look into it before I talk about it anymore. Okay. Um, but those things, I find that's very interesting, how much we're able to now create on our own, you know? Like you yeah. don't have to necessarily go out and buy your tofurkeys and your this and that. You can um, just make seitan and you can um, buy, I don't know, soy curls and season those. And uh, that, that kind of stuff really interests me because I, I cook a lot. Actually, on that note of all these vegan proteins, the government of Canada has pledged $153 million, I think it's over a four-year period, to do more research into plant protein. So they want to have... Uh, kind of like, you know, the Beyond Meats and all that, uh, create something that the public will like. Um, I'm assuming for eco-friendly reasons, um, but I haven't, uh, I guess, looked into it all that much. But regardless, it's exciting. It's very exciting. Okay, we have some announcements for you all. Yeah, the TVA holiday market is November 25th at Witchwood Burns, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., uh, Witchwood Barnes is a uh, block south of St. Clair, running from Christie to Witchwood Avenue. It's, it's a fairly large old building. It's the old streetcar barns there. More details will come are to come, but tickets will be $5. Tickets are now on sale. The Eventbrite link can be found on the homepage of veg.ca. The vendor list is also on the Eventbrite Bright link. Uh, if you want to check out some of these businesses. <clears throat> the RC Holiday Sale, save the date, Saturday, December 8th, 12.30 to 4.30. That'll be here at 17 Baldwin Street. More details are to come. And there is also a bake sale. Yummy, yummy. Yes, yes, it's a, it's a book and bake sale. Okay, so the Queen Bee Boutique is having their first ever Christmas pop-up. The Queen Bee specializes in only vegan, cruelty-free, and eco-friendly products that range from bath and beauty to clothing and even goodies for your pets. Um, the Queen Bee is located at Bloor in Ossington, and um, it's also all tax-free as their new business startup special. Also in December, um, on December 2nd, the TVA is having their AGM, which is their annual general meeting. This is from 1 to 4 at CSI Bathurst and Annex at 720 Bathurst. You must be a member to attend, but if you um, haven't already become a member, you can join, although you need to be a member for 30 days in order to be, to be able to uh, vote. Um, you can bring your friends and family along who, again, can join, but they wouldn't be able to vote. Steve, did you want to say anything about yeah, that? Yeah, well, sure. Oh, there will be finger food available of some sort. There's always food at DVA events. Yes, and, uh, and that's important to mention. Uh, so if you come somewhat hungry, uh, it's less than a meal, but it's uh, there'll be food available for sure. It's also, <clears throat> I think, quite important for the membership of an organization to to be involved and uh, uh, to see who who is on their board of directors. At an AGM, you hear the reports of the various components of the organization, what they've done this past year, uh, and there's a discussion period when you can suggest the things you, you want to see it do in the future. You won't necessarily find those things happening next week, but the input is valuable. Great. 
You've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto vegetarian podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out on our app, The Veg Guide. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca. You can find out more information about what we do at veg.ca. Until next time, veg Veg out. out.